السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه أما بعد أحبتي في الله um, they, I wasn't even recording on Audacity You were? No, I stopped recording then Or it doesn't matter Wait guys, this is what happens when you use a new I pressed it, it doesn't matter You press it? Yeah, whatever Anyways, we are on the verge of completing the commentary on, I believe, is the fourth hadith, the hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. Um, inshallah, we will conclude it today. Next week, we will begin the fifth hadith, um, the hadith of Shubuhat. Meanwhile, let us uh, pick up where, from where we left off. and It was the Amthila. Or the examples that the Sheikh Rahimahullah was giving uh, in regards to the uh, matter of why deeds might be rejected if they're not done for the sake of Allah or not in line with the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Al-Mithal al-Rabi' Al-Mithal al-Rabi' Rajulun ba'a uqiya min al-dhahab bi-uqiya wa nisf Fahadha al-bay'a batil لأن النبي صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم قال لا تبيع الذهب إلا مثلا بمثل سواء بسواء A person who sold an ounce of gold for an ounce and a half This kind of transaction is rejected and void Because the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said Do not sell gold except, except one uh, equal for equal And Uh, equivalent to the equivalent so you cannot be falling into what could be considered uh, a riba uh, just as in the case of dates and other occasions where you get a sa' for sa'in or you uh, pay something and you get something more in return or less or something of the sort al-mithal al-khamis the fifth example rajulun salla fi thawbin maghsubin A man who prayed in a garment that he stole, in a stolen garment. The majority of the scholars say, His salah is valid. Because the prohibition is not regarding the salah, rather, the prohibition is. for you to steal a garment whether or not you pray in it. Sorry guys. The prohibition here does not is not in reference to the salah. The Prophet Did not say do not pray in the stolen garment. But he rather he prohibited stealing and he made it forbidden. But he did not address the matter of salah regarding th- uh, items that are stolen. Tamam. Uh, now you should be able to see the screen. Apologies for that. Al-Mithal Sadis, the sixth example. رجل صلى نفلا بغير سبب في أوقات النهي فعمله هذا مردود لأنه منهي عنه لنفسه 
a man who prayed a voluntary prayer during the times of prohibitions. This action of his is rejected because it is prohibited in and of itself. And the reason why the Sheikh said, بغير سبب Alhamdulillah, because the scholars make a distinction between al-nafila bighayri sabab wal-nafila al-muta'alliqa bi-sabab. The scholars make a distinction between the voluntary prayer that has no reason behind it and a voluntary prayer that is associated with a reason, such as tahiyyatul masjid, such as salat al-istikhara, and others of other salawat of this nature. One where, you know, it's a time of prohibition, but you need to pray. Or, or, or obviously in the case of uh, يعني, the last hours of uh, Asr before Maghrib, let's say you haven't prayed Asr on time. Those are exceptions to the rule. Al-Mithal al-Sabi' The seventh example. Sama rajulun Eid al-Fitr Fasawmuhu hadha mardudun li'annahu manhiyun anhu li'nafsih a man fasted on the on the fitr eid the day of eid al fitr and it's prohibited to fast on the day of eid لان ايام العيد ايام اكل اكل وشرب وذكر لله the days of eid are days of eating and drinking and remembering allah so you're not allowed to fast on the day of eid so the person who does that his his fasting is rejected because that act is prohibited in and of itself. Al-Mithalu al-Thaminu, the eighth example, Tawadda'a rajulun bima'in maqsub, a man made wudu' with stolen water, fa'inna wudu'ahu sahihun, li'anna al-nahi an ghasbi al-ma' la'an al-wudu' bil-ma'il maqsub. His wudu' is valid, because the prohibition is against stealing water, not against making wudu with stolen water. فَإِذَا وَرَدَ النَّهِيُ عَنْ نَفْسِ الْعِبَادَ فَهِيَ غَيْرِ صَحِيحًا So if the prohibition occurs regarding the very act of worship, that renders it invalid. وَإِذَا كَانَ النَّهِي عَامًا فَإِنَّهُ لَا يَتَعَلَّقُ بِصَحَّةِ الْعِبَادَةِ But if the prohibition is general, then it does not affect the validity of the act of worship. So we're making a distinction here when an act of worship is prohibited in and of itself and when there's a general prohibition that is not connected with the validity of the act of worship as in the examples that the Shaykh, uh, Rahimahullah, had given. Al-Mithal al-Tasi'ah, the ninth example, رَجُلٌ غَشَّ إِنسَانًا بِأَنْ خَدَعَهُ فِي الْبَيْعِ a man cheated another human by tricking him in a, in a sales transaction. The transaction is sound and valid because the prohibition is against the prohibition is against cheating and not against uh, the business transaction. That's why if the person who was cheated accepted this transaction, then this transaction is valid. The sale is valid.
قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا تلقوا الجلب والجلب هو الذي يأتي به الأعراب إلى البلد من المواشي والأطعمة فمن تلقى فاشترى منه فإذا أتى سيده السوق فهو بالخيار ولم يقل فإن الشراء باطل بل صحح الشراء وجعل الخيار لهذا الملتقى منه وهو المخشوش المخدوع The Prophet said do not throw this jalab jalab is like a, uh, is that which the, the Bedouins uh, bring into the, into the village or to the city from among their uh, cattle and the food and other than that uh, so whoever, whoever gets it and buys from him uh, then when he comes to his master at the marketplace he is in he has the choice he has the choice he did not say he did not say that the, the purchasing transaction is void or invalid he made the, the sales valid and he made the option for the one who had selected and that would be the person who was uh, uh, betrayed or the person who was tricked and scammed basically scammed that's the word I've been looking for the one who's been scammed فإذا فرق أن ينصب النهي عن العمل نفسه أو عن أشياء خارج عنه. So if if a distinction has been made between the prohibition itself or the action itself or things that are outside of that action. فإذا كان عن العمل نفسه فلا عن العمل نفسه فلا شك أنه مردود. If it is regarding the the prohibition comes from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam regarding the act itself, then there is no doubt that it is rejected. لأنك لو صححته لكان في ذلك محادة لله ورسوله. Because if you were to validate it, you are subsequently uh, opposing Allah's messenger. أما إذا كان عن أمر خارج فالعمل باق على صحبات. If the prohibition is regarding an external matter, then the, the transaction or the deed itself remain to be sound. والإثم في العمل الذي فعلته ومحرم. And the sin is regarding that which you have done. And that is Muharram. And by the way, that is very similar to another common example. Mm. Because these examples may not be relevant to your daily lives. But an example that is relevant to your daily life, I would say would be none but the uh, act of going for Umrah uh, without a proper permit. Or people who do Hajj without a proper permit. They wind up uh, cheating, lying, Deceiving the government, deceiving the authorities. Um, for example, at the time at the checkpoint, they have their regular clothes on because they're pretending that they're not going to do Hajj. And then as soon as they pass the, the, the checkpoint, they quickly put on their ihram and they pay a fidya to compensate for their violation. And they're constantly in the state of lying and cheating and deceiving the authorities. Uh, in order to complete their Hajj and Umrah. All of these are prohibited, but according to the principle of the Sheikh, it does not take away from the validity of Hajj in that sense. It is wrong and you're sinful for all of these lies and all these cheating and all these other things that you got involved in, but the act of Hajj, if you fulfill it as you, uh, as you expect it to, then it's, it, is, uh, it is sound. But you know, again, you don't want to you don't want to behave in this manner. I mean, this is not befitting for a Muslim uh, to to travel down that route. 
المثال العاشر the tenth example رجل حج بمال مغصوب بأن غصب بعيرا وحج عليها a man who performed حج with stolen money for example he stole a, a camel and he performed حج on it فالحج صحيح the حج is sound سبحان الله هذا هو قول الجمهور وهو صحيح this is the, the opinion of the majority of the scholars and it is the correct opinion لكنه آثم بغصب 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 هذه الناقه مثلا او السياره but he is sinful for stealing this camel or this car لان هذا خارج عن العباده this is outside the realm of the act of worship اذ قد يحج الانسان بدون رحل a person او رحل a person may perform hajj without any mount without any provision basically for his hajj, you might not have a vehicle in the first place. So the act of having a camel or the concept of having a camel or a vehicle for hajj is not part of hajj. You could do hajj without it. So it does not affect it. Some of them said, nope, this hajj is not sound. And some have said, if you perform Hajj with money, which the money, the foundation of which is is like theft, then you have not done Hajj, but it is the camels who did the Hajj. Riwayat Muslim, the the wording of the Hadith Muslim, man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahuwarad, mantuq al Hadith, whoever does a deed that is not according to our affair will have it rejected. This the the verbatim of the hadith, أنه or what the hadith entails, أنه إذا لم يكن عليه أمر الله ورسوله فهو مردود. That if the matter, the affair, the command of Allah and His Messenger are not involved, then that act of worship is rejected. وهذا في العبادات لا شك فيه. This regarding acts of worship, we have absolutely no doubt concerning that. لأن الأصل في العبادات المنع. حتى يقوم دليل على مشروعيتها Brothers and sisters, for Allah's sake, please memorize this bit. Memorize this bit because understanding this principle will help you navigate through a lot of the deviance and the ignorance in the Muslim Ummah. Because until now, we get attacked by uh, you know our Sufi brothers and our deviant brothers who come and say, Oh yeah? Using a microphone is a bid'ah. Oh yeah, YouTube is a bid'ah. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know what is a bid'ah. You wearing glasses is a bid'ah, like because supposedly we make everything bid'ah, right? They love bid'ah so much that when you tell them, yeah, this is not from the Sunnah of the Prophet they they panic and they get offended. They're what? How dare you, you know, call something that my grand 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 grandfather gave an inheritance to my grand-grand-grandfather, to my grandfather, to my father, to me. How, who are you versus Sheikh Fulan and Sheikh Allan and Sheikh Pantan and Sheikh Battan? And who are you to speak? Aslan, Anta, you're a 20-year-old kid who has a channel. Your everything is about you, bid'an. Your hairstyle is a bid'an. Yeah, you know, we've heard it all. MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, you like, you know, you like, yo. How do you deal with these people? by explaining this qaida
الاصل في العبادات المنع the fundamental principle regarding acts of worship is prohibition until you have evidence that substantiates the act of worship والاصل في العادات الاباحة and the fundamental principle regarding all types of uh, 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 cultural all types of practices all types of anything anything that is uh, not ibadah the asal is what al-hil permissibility lawfulness until you have an evidence to the contrary so every act of worship is prohibited unless you have an evidence that substantiates it and every act of the dunya is allowed unless you have an evidence that prohibits it and wearing glasses and using a microphone and driving a car and using youtube are all from the matters of the dunya yes they are a tool to communicate the message of islam but they're not an act of worship in and of themselves i don't seek nearness to allah by using a microphone i don't seek nearness to allah by putting on my glasses i use them so i could see properly i use it so that you could hear have better audio quality it is not an act of worship when i'm trying to get closer to allah as would be the case with other acts of worship that the mubtadi'a are involved in and you would think something like this is so dur but this dur is only for intellectual people only for people like us alhamdulillah rabbil alamin allah blessed us that we have a brain like oh yeah that makes sense for you will find out that a lot of people just don't understand the world we're living in is full of 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 people that just don't understand common sense they don't have no common sense the first we begin with the kuffar all of them have no common sense and then you move in within the circle of muslims uh, the the more deviant they are the less common sense they have and the people with the most common sense and the most logical uh, uh, way of thinking are the salafis the salafis are the most logical group of people on earth because we are we are as 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 sound and pure as as logic can be 1 plus 1 equals 2 it's not negotiable there's nothing to discuss beyond that allah said such and such the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam such and such said such and such the sahaba understood such and such sami'na wa ata'na we listen we obey ghufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-masir your forgiveness our lord to you is our return we know that we will still sin and we will have our problems but in terms of understanding what allah azza wa jal wants and what the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam wants that we were we're the last people to go into you know these negotiations and playing around and fooling around with the quran and the sunnah like all of these clowns on the scene do today the the circus da'wa scene that we have today and to allah we complain and then you get called names and you're the bad guy and you're this and you're that لماذا يا هذا تكون هكذا فلو ان رجلا تعبد لله عز وجل بشيء وانكر عليه انسان the sheikh said if a man were to worship allah with an act of worship and another person were to uh, prohibit him or criticize him فقال ما الدليل على انه حرام and so he said to him what is the evidence that is haram فالقول قول المنكر فيقول الدليل so the statement is the statement of the one who's criticizing 
he will say to him الدليل, the evidence what is the evidence العبادات, that is all the fundamental principle regarding all acts of worship is prohibition and restriction until you provide an evidence that it is legislated as for other than acts of worship, then the foundational principle regarding them is permissibility and lawfulness. Whether it is particular uh, particular items, you know, this object, different objects, or deeds in general, such as driving and flying and, and you know, whatever, swimming. All of this, al-aslu fiha al-hil. The foundational fundamental principle regarding it is permissibility. Ah. Mithal al-a'yan. Rahimallah sheikh. Example of items, objects. Rajulun sada tayran liya'kula. A man hunted a bird to eat it. Fa'unkir alayhi. He was uh, criticized. Fa'qala mad dalilu ala tahrim. Fa'l-qawluhu qawluhu. So if said, it was said... What is the evidence for the prohibit for the prohibition? So the statement is his statement. The fundamental principle is permissibility. As Allah said, It is he who created for you whatever is upon the earth. All of it. Excuse me. An example of, of deeds. Any, any actions or items or any behavior. That is other than the act of worship, then the fundamental principle is permissibility. A person who did whatever he did in his house, or in his car, or in his clothing, or anything from the matters of his dunya. Another man came and criticized him. So he said to him, What is the prohibited the evidence for the prohibition? So the statement is the statement of the doer because the foundational principle is permissibility. So for example, you want to add accessories to your car. You want to have a, a funky type of dress code. You want to do some funky design to your house where you have the, the, you know, the kitchen uh, uh, and the bedroom and the bathroom and the living room. And you want to do so. Hey, hey, do you? Now, if you want to have the bathroom in the living room so that every time you go to the bathroom, the whole living room has to enjoy the, the, the stench, that's on you, Habibi. That's a, a, a personal lifestyle choice that you're entitled to. Islam is not going to tell you uh, do or don't. And these are general etiquettes and common sense, which if you are part of us, you will have, inshallah, on your own. You will not do that. But the idea is this is up to you. You can do whatever you want. Hey. فَهَاتَانِ قَاعِدَتَانِ مُفِيدَتَانِ يَا أَخْوَانِ Not أخواني as in أخواني like uh, you know the <laughs> أخوان المسلمين mm. I mean يا أخواني meaning my brothers my brothers and sisters the, with the Arab accent which doesn't always work when I want it المهم but this is an important يعني درس في الصرف والقواعد so, so you can become familiar with the sound of the dual. Al-Muthanna. Al-Muthanna. 
فهاتاني قاعدتان مفيدتان the singular is فهذه قاعدة مفيدة the singular is فهذه قاعدة مفيدة and the plural is ف فهذه قواعد مفيدة also قواعد is the general for قاعدة and in the dual فهاتان قاعدتان مفيدتان فعليه نقول so according to this we say الأقسام ثلاثة the division of the parts is three الأول ما علمنا أن الشرع شرعه من العبادات فيكون مشروعا whatever we know the first part is whatever we know that the legislation has legislated in terms of acts of worship which is therefore legislated الثاني ما علمنا أن الشرع نهى عنه من العبادات what we know that the, the legislation has prohibited regarding certain acts of worship فهذا يكون ممنوعا this is therefore prohibited الثالث the third ما لم نعلم عنه من العبادات فهو ممنوع whatever we don't know of of the acts of worship that is also prohibited <clears throat> أما في المعاملات والأعيان as for transactions and certain objects فنقول هي ثلاثة أقسام أيضا we say it is also three parts الأول ما علمنا أن الشرع أذن فيه whatever we know that the legislation has permitted فهو مباح it is lawful uh, lawful and falafel مثل أكل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من حمر من uh, uh, حمر الوحش actually it's حمار but this is because it is the zebra so for example what is allowed such as the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم eating the meat of the zebra تمام الثاني ما علمنا أن الشرع نهى عنه كذات النابي من السباع what we know that the, pro- the legislation has prohibited such as the animals uh, that have a, uh, the, the claw from among the سباع from these uh, uh, wild animals فهذا ممنوع this is prohibited الثالث ما لم نعلم عنه the third is that which we don't know anything about فهذا مباح then this is lawful لأن الأصل في غير العبادات الإباحة because the foundational principle regarding anything other than acts of worship is lawfulness so there are a lot of things that you could do that was hadith number 5 there were a lot of things in this world that Allah Azza wa Jalla has made halal simply because there's nothing in Islam that says that they're haram but this is regarding the matters of the dunya regarding the matters of the deen everything is haram a brother says brother I want to raise my hands and make dua in congregation after the salah, we say it is haram. Why is it haram? Because it's a bid'ah. Why is it a bid'ah? Because the Prophet ﷺ didn't do it. The Prophet ﷺ didn't do it. Some people, when the, during Jumu'ah, when the, the mu'adhin calls the second adhan, a brother get, quickly gets up and starts praying sunnah. Ya akhi, ijlis, Allah irham abuk. Ya boy, ajlis, ya boy, ajlis, ish ga'adit salli ant. Yani, the, 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 the follow, the blind followers of the madhahib, are some really يعني, draining bunch of people. They are so stuck on following the madhab, whether or not it makes sense, whether or not it's in line with the sunnah, it is, it is repulsive to, that, to the, 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 the furthest degree. Why are you praying, you have to listen to the khatib. You sit in there praying a sunnah right now. What kind of, what kind of, uh, يعني, uh, uh, what kind of fake taqwa is this? 
تنطع وكان في تنطع ازدس وكان ورع لا لزمه له ولا اصل له You're praying sunnah while the mu'adhir is calling the adhan. Then the khatib begins the khutbah and alhamdulillah, nahmadu, nasta'inu. The brother is like, just running, rushing through the salah. And then as soon as he sits down, mashallah, tabarakallah, while the khatib is giving the khutbah, he's the same guy who has a bottle of water. He's drinking water in the khutbah. Ya akhi, laghout, laqad laghout. You have committed an idle act that nullifies the reward of the khutbah in the first place. How in the world are you drinking during salah? The khutbah is part of Salatul Jumu'ah. It's part of Salatul Jumu'ah. That's why you don't pray four rak'at, you pray two rak'at, because the other two rak'at technically are the khutbah. You're supposed to be listening attentively to the imam. You sit in there guzzling water, like you're running a marathon. You can't wait those 20, 30 minutes, whatever it is. This is widespread ignorance. Every Jumu'ah, every Jumu'ah, you have to see this. And a brother brings his son. Al Masha'Allah, Tabarakallah. He wants to teach him how to, you know, how to get used to the masjid. He brings his ignorant son, who, whom he doesn't even educate on Islam, doesn't even teach him the etiquettes of the masjid. He just brings him to the masjid with him and sits him next to him. And the whole Salatul Jumu'ah, his son is playing with the plastic bottle of water, making noise and running around, getting tissues and going and bothering the people and disturbing the whole ummah. The whole masjid can't even pray or focus on the imam because this one four-year-old kid who doesn't know what he's doing and his father's happy. <laughs> and I bring in my son to the masjid. Ya akhi, laqad afsat salat al-nas. Khalla abnak fil bayt, Allah irham abuk. If you can't control him at this age yet, keep him at home, ya baba. He's not even obliged to play salat al-jum'ah. He's not even obliged to pray at this age. There's a reason why the Prophet ﷺ said, Muru awladakum bisalati wahum abna'u sabi'ah. Command your children to pray when they reach the age of seven. There's a reason why they have to reach the age of seven. If they want to pray with you at home voluntarily, but don't be a distraction and a pain in the behinds of the people because you want to, uh, you want to follow your desires. You want to follow your own version of Islam. Araft? Al umum? Ouch. Uh, we've concluded hadith number five. Walillahi alhamdu al-minna. Bi-idhnillahi jalla jalaluhu wa taqaddasat asma'ahu will be embarking on a beautiful, beautiful hadith. Hadith al-Nu'man ibn Bashir. Radiyallahu anhu wa ardahu. Bi-idhnillahi next week. A very important hadith for all of us. But that will be then. And this is now. So you got a long Q&A. Have fun. Alhamdulillah. Ish fi? Ma fi sual? Oh wow, I've been talking to myself this whole time and nobody told us. Dude. But you told the people that you can turn off the chat. No, oh. Okay. Well, we should have done that every single time. Okay, well, how long does it take for the chat to come in?
that was a bad idea, dude. You should have been here earlier. Close the door, please. I'm already hot. Ninja Squad. Can I raise my hands and make dua individually after Fard Salah occasionally? Uh, occasionally, yes, but try to make it very rarely occasionally, not frequently occasionally. Nah. Wa alaikum salam, young crow. I heard from you, you said if a person believes an individual has some effect in the decree and making things better or worse, that is minor shirk. I heard from a sheikh. What do you mean I heard from you? Then you said you heard from a sheikh. He said the only thing that changes second type is qadr is dua. And dua's power to change qadr. I'm confused. I'm confused too, brother. Wallah al-azim. I don't understand the question. No one, look, they are, uh, okay. Allah Azza wa Jal decreed things and he decreed that certain people are Part of the decree of Allah, part of the asbab, part of the reasons and the causes behind the occurrence of something or the lack of it or the thing not occurring in the first place. So yeah, uh, people could be involved in that. I, I don't know. That's all I understood. Forgive me, bro. Question is not very clear. Bayan. And when it is said to them, follow what Allah has revealed, they say, rather we will follow that upon which we found our fathers. Even if Satan was invited them to the punishment of the blaze. Okay. Okay. Is there a book for the usul like the two you taught us? Of course. Of course. If you learn uh, usul al-fiqh and there are a number of books for usul fiqh, then you will get all of that there. I suggest you follow either Abdul Rahman Hassan or Abdul Aziz al-Haqqan. Uh, both of them have classes on fiqh where they cover those uh, fundamental topics. Barakallah fiqh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wayfarer. Can a person develop self-confidence? Absolutely. Absolutely can develop self-confidence. You could be born with it and you could, and it's something that you could uh, develop. Something that you could work on. It's something that you could improve and enhance uh, with, with experience, with effort, with dedication. With uh, believing in yourself, believing Allah Azza wa Jal is able to do everything uh, by making a lot of dua, making a lot of effort. Yeah, of course, man. By fundamentally not really caring what people think. That's really the, the greatest, uh, I think the greatest self-confidence tool is not caring what people think. Just say you. Say what you have to say. Uh, and know that every time and any time you say something, you're going to have, uh, you're going to have, contenders and you're going to have uh, uh, people that will, will agree with you. It's just the way it is. You're never going to have everybody agree with you. So khalas, say what you got to say and whoever does it. Peace. How can one enjoy life when nobody likes you because of your look and your face rejection every day? That you could still enjoy life even if you are the ugliest son of a gun on earth. Like I truly believe that. I truly believe that even if you were one ugly, big, fat, gigantic human being with that is absolutely repulsive in terms of appearance, your character dictates how people will deal with you. Your character dictates how people deal with you. 
and uh, when when I was a kid, for example, I was I was literally called a midget, just so we could be clear. And I don't care about these things. I'm not I'm not insecure uh, as some people would assume. I used to be called a midget. I was literally the smallest guy in every single class of mine. I looked like I did not belong. I never looked like I belong. It was something that the people, uh, you know, would often uh, mock me for. And alhamdulillah, uh, here I am. Here I am. Now, those same people, actually, some of them from my school. Fast forward, alhamdulillah, 20, 30 years. What Allah Azza wa Jal has blessed me with and where they are is just it's worlds apart. And it's from the it's from the ni'matullah ala abdihil miskeen. Yani, this is from the mercy of Allah upon me, from the ni'mah of Allah upon me. But, you know, if, if we were to measure uh, uh, success in terms of, you know, job, in terms of income, in terms of uh, uh, Islam, in terms of da'wah, and subhanAllah, we're worlds apart. Those are the same people that used to make fun of me when I was a little kid. So uh, it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter. You, you, you go through phases, you believe in yourself, and you keep moving. Now. Rooting on sleeping on stomach, prohibited. Also, what part did you say we should memorize in Surah Luqman? I believe it was the ayat, uh, the ayat that uh, Luqman said to his son. Actually, the, the whole page of Surah Luqman. وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِبْنِي وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ وَوَصَّيْنَا الْإِنسَانَ بِوَلَدَيْهِ حَمَلَتُ أُمُّهُ هَنًا عَلَى وَهْنٍ وَفِصَالُهُ فِي عَمَيْنِ أَنِشْكُرُ لِي وَلِوَلِدَيْكَ إِلَيَّ الْمَصِيرُ وَإِنْ جَاهَدَكَ عَلَى أَنْ تُشْرَكَ بِي All the way until فَإِنَّ وَشُو اسمه إِنَّ أَنْكَرَ الْأَصْوَاتِ لَصَوْتُ الْحَمِيرُ That ayah, if you're able to memorize the whole thing, it will be great inshallah. أخي, I wanna be a da'i but I cannot find this motivation to learn me. About Islam, how could I overcome this? How could I? How could a be evil eye? And how did you master your English language? Whoa, 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 young crow! Wallahi, first of all, I didn't master the English language. I am rather a miskeen in the English language. Uh, but when I went to school, I went to an international school, and I liked English. I liked English as a as a as a subject. I liked it as a language. I liked it as a subject. So uh, I I excelled compared to maybe others, and I'm still inferior to many others. Uh, so I, I recognize that. Uh, but basically, I think the greatest improvement in my uh, English language uh, skills or capabilities was when I was working in da'wah. When I really got exposed to, back then, specifically Dr. Bilal Phillips' uh, talks. Because they were, they were next level for me versus what I was familiar with. Uh, and this is this is this one phase, Yani. Umuman, that's just one thing. As for you, uh, you know, you need the motivation to learn Islam. Akhi, this is the greatest gift Allah could give you, for you to be uh, to have the same title and the same job description, if we may call it that, as the prophets and the messengers. Then what what greater mot motivation do you want? Isn't it amazing that you are doing exactly what the prophets and the messengers did, and they were the best people to walk the face of the earth? And you're calling people to Islam and you have a chance to get all these good deeds. Come on, that is enough motivation already. 
benefits of Thawb and West and are you rewarded? Um, actually, Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, uh, was of the opinion that you, you don't dress in a way that differentiates you from the people. So if you're living in the West and the people don't wear Thawb, then it is best that you don't wear Thawb. Some of the scholars say if you're able to wear the Thawb and you think it's means of da'wah, uh, and it's not going to have you discriminated against, and it's not going to backfire or be anti-da'wah uh, tool, then go ahead. So it's subject to uh, uh, context, it's subject to uh, the settings, uh, and also you need to consult your local scholars and see what opinion do they favor at any given time. Naam. Wa alaikum salam Today I've been called a Wahhabi terrorist simply for saying that saying Merry Christmas haram. I argued with some fools until they insulted my mother, after which I just left. How do you guys maintain sabr in these kinds of situations? I don't know whether to be angry or sad. Well, you should be angry and sad. Um, and how do we maintain? Wallahi, it's difficult, Akhi, because it, it, it's, it's the most draining thing trying to explain straightforward basic stuff to people that don't want to understand and people that are bent on believing that they're right and you're wrong, even though... 100% you're right and they're wrong. So you just have to hang in there, bro. That's it. There's nothing There's nothing I can tell you besides hang in there. What's going on? There's a couple that reverted, have to get nikah done if they already had a court marriage before with two or more witnesses. Uh, yeah, it depends on what happened in that court marriage. If that court marriage did not meet the requirements and the conditions of an Islamic nikah, then of course they need to get it done again. Because it's not just having two witnesses, there's also a wali. And there's ard and qabul. There's offering and there's acceptance and there's a guardian has to be involved. So if those other conditions were not there in that court marriage, then we got a problem, uh, uh, Houston. We got a problem. If they were met, then there's no need. Khalas, that court marriage will suffice for both. Naam. Ask in behalf of our sister in Islam, her mother died as non-Muslim and her family was poor. They told her to buy a coffin. She sent money for the coffin. Is it allowed to buy a coffin for the parents? I don't know. Check Islam QA. Uh, Uthman bin Farooq is not a sheikh. Please don't call him a sheikh. If if uh, where I'm not a sheikh and he's not a sheikh, he mentioned that the opinion of Aisha being older than six is stronger because there are other reports like from Asma suggesting she was older. That's batil. That is batil, and that is not sound. It is not correct. Aisha was six years old. The hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. al-Khair. The hadith is in Bukhari and Muslim. She was six years old when the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam married her and she was nine when the marriage was consummated all right let's not play around with this subject anymore because it gives room for the disbelievers to think that we're we lie and we twist our religion to make them happy if you keep trying to find justifications and interpretations for the issue when she was 18 and she was that or they made a mistake or back then they didn't know how to write numbers and all this blah 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 that you hear from shabir ali and his likes then you're opening the door for the people to say, look at these Muslims, man. They twist their religion in order to appease us. Say to them, forget you. Forget you. You pathetic kafir. 
loser. She was six, and 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 he married her when she was six. You don't like it? Go find a wall and bang your head until you die. Go bang your head against the wall until you die, and then be ready after you die to go to Jahannam. I'm not playing. I'm not changing nothing for you. Nothing for you. I'm not apologizing for anything. A Muslim is not an apologetic. You can never be apologetic for the deen of Allah. What are you apologizing for? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this deen of Allah. No, forget you, man. This is the deen of Allah. You don't like it? Yalla, angala. Angala. Shukran. How long can a person sleep for? <laughs> Come see my uh, some of my kids. They can sleep forever. I don't know, man. I can't stand this. I can't. I, I, I don't know. Let me be quiet. People are able to sleep for a long time. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. Now, let's skip that so that we don't hurt any feelings. How to begin praying Sunnah prayers? How to begin praying Sunnah prayers and doing tahajjud without burning out and while staying consistent? By, by doing it at a, at a reasonable portion. By doing it at a reasonable uh, uh, amount. So you don't have to pray 13 rak'at or 11 rak'at. Get up and pray this uh, witr. Ayah, uh, the, sorry. Raka'a wahda. Raka'atun wahidatun. Witr. Khalas, zakullah khair. And once you get used to it and it becomes norm for you, then you can add an increase, inshallah. Will you recommend Ilm Institute Muhammad James? Yes. Yes, I do recommend uh, our brother Muhammad James, mashallah, tabarakallah. I've, I've heard nothing but good from this brother. And he's very knowledgeable. He's very learned. Uh, and and yani, I, like his, I like his aggressive style because I could uh, be aggressive myself. And I like aggressive, aggressive du'at. Those who are not too soft-spoken and sound like, you know, they're going to put you to sleep or that they want to, you know, pat you on the, your back until you, you have, you know, uh, uh, bubbles or, or I don't know what get, getting out of your head. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for Elm Institute, uh, our brother Sajid Lipim, uh, brother Muhammad James, beautiful brothers, mashallah, tabarakallah. I have serious intentions to migrate to KSA. Currently I'm about to finish my bachelor's. There's a possibility of doing my master's there King Abdullah University, mashallah. Should I finish my master's in my home country or straight up move to KSA to complete it there? Can you recommend me any brothers who have done hijrah in such a manner? Mm, I don't know anyone who has done that in that manner. Barakallah fiqh. However, I would say uh, do istikhara, brother. I will not be able to tell you. Do de Decide to come already with your bachelor's and do your master's here and do istikhara. If Allah Jalla Jalalu facilitates for you to be able to come early because I believe the earlier the better. The earlier, the better. For, some, for something like this, for, for basically that reward from Allah and Jannah, let those who want to strive, strive. And that let those who want to compete, compete. If you're able to come to a Muslim country, the sooner the better. Because what's going on in the West is absolutely ludicrous. They're reaching a point where you can't even tell your own child if they want to change their gender, that they cannot change their gender. Yeah, and it's, it's reached a point of, of borderline insanity. You, you're not going to have that over here. Right now, if, if in, in here, if they find a, 
an ice cream that looks like a rainbow, they will take it out from the market. Even though even maybe the manufacturers were not even thinking about the LGBT. They're just, it's just a rainbow. You, need, you, sort of, you see what I'm saying? It's a different ball game. I'm not saying this is Jannah on earth. Wallahi, this is not Jannah on earth. And we never expected it to be Jannah. It wasn't even Jannah on earth at the time of the Prophet ﷺ. At the time of the Prophet ﷺ, they were the kuffar of Quraysh. And there was corruption. And there was all types of issues. And they were munafiqeen throughout the life of the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. They were munafiqeen that were wreaking havoc in the Muslim land. It's just the way it is, man. Some people are really feeble-minded. They want, they want the Jannah for those on earth. Otherwise, the rulers are this and that and this and that. And they have a long list of, of criticism that they've prepared. All these khawarij and takfiris that are, you know, uh, uh, re wreaking havoc in the Muslim world. This Hizb tahrir mentality that they keep uh, disseminating and, and uh, uh, inserting into every forum and every platform. And everywhere you go, these people are on our case. These people casually, wallahi, they casually, somebody said about me and Tim Humble, he said, all these are kuffar. I'm a kafir, Abdurrahman Hassan is a kafir, Tim Humble, is, we're all kuffar. Because we acknowledge these tawaghit who are supposedly managing these countries. <laughs> this is the world we're living in. So if you're able to migrate sooner, brother, then go ahead and do so. Do istikhara. If Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't facilitate for you coming and you wind up finishing your master's over there, then Allah musta'an. But I would be worried about the university where you're going to finish your master's. Next. How does someone come back to Allah after a long period of disobedience and losing hope? Very easy. Say my slaves who have uh, who have transgressed who have transgressed against themselves, do not despair from the mercy of Allah. Verily, Allah forgives all of the sins. How? By doing it right away. And trust that Allah is happy. And trust that Allah is, is pleased. And trust that Allah will accept your repentance. Just don't delay. Don't delay. Remember the hadith of the man who killed 99. He wanted immediately. The sheikh told him, leave this town. Leave this town and go to such and such town. You know the hadith. You already know the hadith. Tamam? Naam. How to deal with people who refute all the sheikhs and scholars? They are people who are known as madkhalis. Oh, Habibi. First of all, there's no such thing as madkhali. This madkhali is a term invented by these mubtadi'a. Mubtadi'a, the, the Diobandis and Barelvis, and people that tow their toe like uh, uh, Daniel, Daniel, and uh, what should we call it? Muhammad Hijab and Ali Dawa. Look, look at these characters. I mean, look at these characters. People that have never taught Tawheed in their life. People that don't even know Tawheed, let alone teach Tawheed. People that mock Tawheed, let alone educate the people on Tawheed and Shirk. People that use every, every haram element in Islam to promote Islam. Ali Da'wah constantly bringing, having straight up thumbnails of women with no hijab, man. Women with absolutely no hijab. Thumbnails, titles that are full of lies. Clickbaits. Muhammad Hijab that said that if you teach people the names and attributes of Allah, you're basically teaching them Hinduism. And mocking the aqeed of Ahl-Sunnah wal Jama'ah regarding the names and attributes of Allah. And using every philosophical uh, uh, principle in the world to promote Islam and acting the way he acts uh, 
And then Danielle, the one of the filthy, the people with the filthiest, uh, filthiest language and filthiest attitude and the most, the, the most repulsive. And I don't even, I can't even think of enough adjectives to describe this individual. Those are the people that call us madkhalis. Madkhalis are, there's no such thing. Sheikh Rabi' al-Madkhali is one of the mashayikh of the Salafi, uh, uh, you know, Salafi circle. That's it. He is one of our shuyukh, like Sheikh Albani, like Sheikh Ibn Uthaymiyyah, like Sheikh Babaz, like Sheikh Ruhayli, like Sheikh Salih al-Fawzan, like all these mashayikh. All of these are mashayikh. And Sheikh Rabi' al-Madkhali is one of them. Is one of them. And we accept all of them. So they call us madkhalis because they want to give you the idea that if you obey the ruler, then you are a madkhali who's coming up with a bid'ah that are supposedly even the Salafis don't believe. So they make a distinction between madkhalis and Salafis. Wallahi, these people are liars. Wallahi, they're liars. They lie through their teeth. And they have among the most ignorant followers in the world who believe everything they tell them. If you want to know more about this, go to my Twitter. Go on the Twitter. See, I've been going back and forth with these people trying to educate them but Allah there's no such thing there's no such thing as madkhali however yes we are and we will continue to refute sheikhs and scholars and duaat and speakers and uh, callers to Islam and everybody and anybody who's going to oppose the way of the righteous predecessors we will call him out inshallah he's my uncle or my mom or my dad or my son or my brother I don't care who it is Wallahi, I don't care who it is. If it's going to be the matter of the deen, this person will be called out for the sake of Allah because the deen of Allah is the most important aspect to protect. The most important asset to protect and to preserve is the deen of Allah. And we will not compromise and we will not allow relationships to overcome or override this fundamental principle. So if, if we have to do it, yes, we're going to do it. Note, however, that while, while we engage in refutation, we also engage in education. I'm not just refuting people all day. I'm also doing my part of communicating whatever Allah has allowed me to learn with my fellow Muslims, uh, uh, brothers and sisters. So we do both. If people have a problem with that, they can go bang their head against the wall along with the kuffar. Now. Can you buy and enjoy expensive supercars, clothes, holidays? Is this considered being attached to the dunya? It could be. It could be. If you're overspending. Allah said, Verily, those who are extravagant are the brothers of the shayateen. Eat and drink and do not be extravagant. Verily, Allah does not love those who are extravagant. So if you're, if you're filthy rich, and whatever you're spending on these cars and holidays and clothes does not really take away from, from your uh, wealth. And it's a small amount. And you're doing your part of paying zakah and helping the Muslims and doing your part. So go ahead. This will apply to a very small minority of people though, Khalid. A small min a minority of people actually are in that position. Most of us don't have that privilege. And if some of us are a little bit more comfortable financially, then they're definitely not at a stage where they can be buying supercars and clothes and holidays like it doesn't affect them. Because even if they have money, whatever they spend, it's going to affect them. So they have to think long-term as well so that they're not being extravagant. A man's parents commit bid'ah. 
And when it's tried to advise them in different ways, sharing authentic stuff, they get angry and say, don't argue this nonsense. How can you say all of us are wrong? Okay. They say, do what you want. We all do what we want. Don't talk about this stuff. Should the, should the son stop advising if they told him that they're not interested in listening at all? Yes. He should stop advising them directly and he should try to find another means of advising them. That could be through using third party uh, uh, individuals, someone else, some family member, some relative. It could be by sending them, uh, you know, information, making sure that they come across it somehow. But the the first person engagement, if it's bothering them, yeah, leave them alone. Leave them alone. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Is it obligatory to pray for prayers in the mosque in non-Muslim countries? If it doesn't matter whether it's a Muslim country or non-Muslim country, Muhammad, if you hear the adhan without the use of, of a microphone and loudspeakers, then you're obliged to attend the jama'ah. If you're, if meaning, you 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 estimate, you estimate if the mu'adhin were to stand on top of the masjid and say, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, and you could hear it from your house, you better go to the masjid and pray jama'ah. If you're too far to hear it, you could pray at home, but you're better off praying in the jama'ah anyways. It's 27 times the reward. Now, is that, uh, I am a noof, I am in Newfoundland. What? Is that a country? Canada. Oh, and the mosque has weird timings. Fajr is held after after one hour after Azan. Oh, yeah, because it starts 3 a.m. So they made it late. Maghrib just after three minutes after Azan. I don't know why. I don't know why either. <laughs> but you should definitely check with uh, Salafi Masjid and, and pray with the Salafis. Yalla. Abdullah. As for Isha, it's right after the... Uh, we're not done? Okay, we'll make... Uh, you also have an exam today. May Allah Azza wa Jal grant you what is best for you. May Allah grant you what is best for you in this exam. Some people say that... Say the Yahud control the media and are aiding the shayateen against the Muslims. Are these just basis conspiracy theories? No, not necessarily. I'm, I... I... I and you and everybody should be uh, uh, moderate. Moderation is required in everything. So there are two, two extremes. One extreme, a person who says there's absolutely no conspiracies whatsoever. And another extreme that believes everything that happens in this world is based on a conspiracy theory. And you as a Muslim should be in between. Because there's variables that you don't know. You cannot identify. You cannot confirm. You cannot deny. You just remain you remain neutral. So the best approach is neutrality. Neutrality. Just be neutral regarding the whole thing. It could be. Yes, absolutely. The media is controlled by the Jews. No doubt. But that does not mean that every single piece of news that you hear is also controlled by the Jews. It could be controlled by, it could be not controlled by them. So, you know, you have to be fair and square and, and not be gullible and believe everything that everybody tells you. Now. Is going out to eat alone without family being greedy and selfish? <laughs> Yo. It's like, uh, honey, uh, you and the kids stay behind. I'm going to the nearest restaurant to have a nice meal, inshallah. I love you guys. Bye. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a borderline greedy and selfish. Unless, I don't know, unless there's a pact between you and the family that you eat alone and they watch you eating. Um... Uh, Definitely not from the uh, manners of Islam 
which encourages that many people share, uh, you know, on, on meals. Um, I don't know why this question is being asked. I don't know what the condition is at that particular house and what kind of relationship is going on there. But it's definitely uh, concerning. It's definitely concerning that, <laughs> that you would just leave them behind and go eat on your own. For a second, when I saw food, I, I, I read selfish as shellfish. But it's obviously not shellfish. It's very shellfish of you. It's a fishy situation. Can I learn from this believer? I love cars. Can I learn how to fix cars from them? Yeah, young crow. Allah ya sheikh. Yani inta, where do you th where, do you really expect me to say no? You can only learn uh, how to be a mechanic from a sheikh. You know, Sheikh Abu Bujia, uh, Muharrik Sariya, uh, is the one who should teach you how to fix a car. He's gonna be wearing a turban uh, with with tools and uh, you know in his tobe. Of course you can learn how to fix a car from not one disbeliever, 700 disbelievers. As long as you fix a car. You were being naughty? Huh? You wasn't? You weren't? Next. How can one be in terms, how close can one be in terms of friendship? Or any other relation for the matter with the Rafid Shi'i, Rafid Shi'a. Uh, well, you cannot be a friend with a. How could you be a friend? How could you befriend someone who curses your mother? I mean, we really have to understand the Shi'a. The Shi'a literally curse Aisha, anha, and accuse her of things that I can't even articulate. And they claim that Abu Bakr was a zindiq, and Umar was a zindiq, and Uthman was a zindiq. And the Sahaba, all of them were murtaddin, uh, zanadiqa, who, who turned away from Islam and apostatized. How are you going to be a friend with this guy, man? Please, bro. Khaliwali nafar shia. All right, we're done. We already answered that question, yeah, Hajji. Uh, last question for the day Josh one Abu Zubairu uh, May Allah please uh, bless you and your family I mean and yours If people say I'm being harsh Telling them to stop celebrating birthdays And free mixing inside the masjid Am I obliged to continue despite hurting feelings? Yes Hurting feelings is part of the process Habibi Anytime a prophet or a messenger Came to his people They told him to uh, You know they wanted to kill them I'm trying to think of the ayat, but people are speaking in the background, so I'm unable to think of the of the evidences. But there are evidences which I would like to cite from the Quran that prove that any time a prophet or messenger came to the people, uh, the people wanted to uh, uh, you know warn against them and and reject them and so on and so forth. But anyways, so yeah, it's it's normal that you're going to be treated uh, bad. And you should continue giving da'wah in spite of them uh, having their feelings hurt. All right. What's with that picture of me grinding my teeth like this? Sometimes I forget to read. I said we're done. Sometimes I forget to read the Fatiha. Okay. Again with the cat. No, oh, no. Oh man, 
Ow, yo. Here's the cat, guys. MashaAllah, tabarakallah. They call this one Oreo. Is this Oreo? No. Oh, that's not Oreo? Does it have eyes? Look in the camera. Psst, psst. Yeah, what is this one called? Mid this one is called Midnight. But you're seeing it during the day. Adil, Adil, you're crazy. Adil, we call them tiny Iblis. Our moderator is vicious. بس بابا بس حبيبي روح بل روح أحب كذب نون جيتنا تنط قدامي مثل أرود يلا زاكم الله خيرا بارك الله فيكم سبحانك اللهم بحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك أتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته